1: Professional wrestling, we like professional wrestling too. This is Shake Them Ropes for the last week of September 2022. I am here. I am Jeff Hawkins. Also, with me as usual, Chris Novembrino. Breaking news as we go to air the founder of New Japan Pro Wrestling, Antonio Inoki, has passed away. Uh, I will admit right up front that I cannot speak on this subject with any amount of intelligence for the most part other than, you know, having seen Inoki wrestle occasionally. And I know of the infamous shoot fight with Muhammad Ali, which has gone down in wrestling lore, uh, wrestler versus boxer. And of course, Anoki decided he wanted to make it a bit of a shoot fight. Um, but yeah, that just, I mean, just a guy who, look, New Japan, is synonymous with great professional wrestling from that country and you know a lot of my fandom of new japan came in the early to mid 90s when it was quote-unquote at its hottest but at the same time it's one of those things where it, it is a legacy of quality wrestling for wrestling fans even up until now with the forbidden door uh Chris I'm going to I'm going to hang back here and let you give any thoughts that you might have
0: here. Yeah, absolutely. So, two thoughts about Anoki. One is that for me, as weird as this might sound, I first realized his importance in the Japanese professional wrestling historical timeline when I got a copy of Virtual Pro Wrestling 2. And he and Jumbo Saruda are some of like the last people that you unlock on the game. And like, you know, it's like, oh, OK, like Anoki, he's like this really important guy. And then like, obviously, I, I, that was a prompt for me to start like looking into who Antonio Anoki is. And there were a couple of key moments there. Like uh, I feel like everyone at some point sees Antonio Anoki getting the great Antonio in line. Uh, that is, of course, a notable moment of uh, slap. Wh- is that what
1: that was? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. When he yeah, he 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 straightens out, Mister Great Antonio, um, and then okay, so like that that was more of a guy wouldn't work, and Antonio gets him in line. Uh, the one that really stands out to me in terms of like, I guess he's, in a weird way, like. I wouldn't say it's his greatest accomplishment, but for, for me personally, it is his greatest accomplishment because I'm like a number one Vader fan all time, right? It, is that Antonio Noki really made Vader by doing the shock squash match of a legend. And
1: oh, I okay, yeah, I remember. Yeah, and, and, yeah.
0: And, and, I mean, like, this is a very important match because, like, Anoki was so protected. He's like this, like, Hogan type figure in Japan. And Anoki loses in a not particularly competitive match to Big Van Vader at this point. And it is to the shock of that crowd to the absolute shock of this crowd that like a guy Jin could come in and just like wreck their guy. And I've always thought of that as like, what a wonderful, I mean, yeah, like Vader's like my favorite wrestler, but like, also like, it's such an important part of the business. Like it's not just what you do. It's what you like leave, like your legacy, like, like and, and, and making people on the backside of your careers as important as, accolades on the front side of your career.
1: Well, it's all, it's interesting because right now we're going through the Muda's farewell tour and he has been accused in Noah of, you know, for some reason, he beat the biggest young and up and coming. star. I don't remember his name. So don't get on me. Japanese wrestling fans. I'm sorry. I I don't follow Noah, but I remember reading about this and I can remember his name. I just can't say it right now because I can't. Was it Kenta? Ki K- kiyomura I think. It's, kiyomura yeah, one. yeah. Th- kiyomura. There you go. Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah, and and t- and not laying down for him in it what was going to be, I think, their last match or at least one of their last matches. And you're just like, dude, what you do is you you establish that legacy, you go away and you be a legend for a while, and you come back once, maybe twice, and you lose for the you lose to the young kid. Yeah. I mean, it's it's one of the easiest stories on Earth and it means so much. And it's one of those weird things with just the sheer amount of wrestling that there is that legends coming back don't matter anymore. Legends being in a match doesn't really matter anymore. And now everybody wants to see the legend win because they're so happy to see them. (laughs) and so that doesn't matter anymore either and it's just it's it's one of those weird evolution type. Uh,
0: yeah i'll go one step further and like the uh the smart part of the audience is just i mean like one there's a larger smart part of the audience now right two the smart part of the audience doesn't really think a whole lot about like who are you making on the way out like it, it's just not a big demand for them right now. It becomes now.
1: about how 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 much money can you get at on the way out, and what's what's you know that kind of thing as well. Because hey, I may not wrestle ever again.
0: <laughs> right, and look, I I mean, I, I far be it for us to ever begrudge the capitalism component. Of, no, like make make your money, bro. Make your money. Get like paid. you're putting your body, you're putting your body on the line. Get paid every morning. Um, my
1: first tweet is good morning. Get paid
0: right but like it's not it's not the only thing in life either right like and it's certainly not the only thing in like wrestling no it's not i I, believe it or not i got nothing else (laughs) no i i many of us don't (laughs) lord knows we're all hanging out by a career
1: family none of that just give me money (laughs) money i
0: yeah yeah i don't even have a career i just need money at this point Uh, yeah like um so no but I I do think, like, look, uh, as reviewers of wrestling, I think uh, it is important for the reviewer class of people to still think about, who are you making on the way out? So it's like, as we're looking at, like, this most recent Muda run here, what's Muda making? You know, I'm not, like, obviously, we're not going to grade him on the work rate, right? Like, so, so, like, and it's saying, like, Flair, like, what's Flair, not that, like, we care a lot about Flair's, like, final run or whatever, but, like, (laughs) Flair ain't making shit other than money
1: right yeah it, it, it's 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 just the attitudes towards legends have changed so much where it would, would it be like almost we're almost afraid of ticking off the audience by having a legend lose to the young guy because everybody's paid their money to to get that last feel-good moment and it's like well,
0: Dude, the feel-good moments when they come through the curtain, yes, and you see the guy's yes, still alive yes, and can do the thing. Yes. And the feel-good moment is when he hits that finisher the last, one more time. And he and gets yes,
1: kicked out of it. Yes, and yes,
0: the young guy kicks out. But, like, that's okay. Yes. That's okay. That's it's part, okay. part of the drama. It's part of the man. part of it. Yeah. Right. The old gunslinger must go into the sunset for the new gunslinger that you love. Yes.
1: Yes, uh, I, I totally agree. Uh, there will be other people who can speak on this more intelligently. Dave Meltzer, uh, uh, probably uh, Joe and Rich in some ways. Yeah, they'll have more time
0: to think on this than yes. we, we have. Like we're, we're, I mean, we
1: literally heard this five minutes ago so yeah. we'll, as we went to air. Uh, other news, Vice TV currently working on a Vince McMahon documentary. According to a report from PW Insider, it will air sometime in October. I have no information on what the subject matter is, but both Dave Meltzer and Brian Alvarez have recorded some comments of some sort. I assume if it's vice, it's probably going to be about uh, uh, what a cr- creepy dude he is with women in terms of in terms of how he ran his business. It's not going to be anything having to do with the wrestling side, I would assume, but uh you know i don't know anything. yeah i would love
0: now. i would love an exhaustive look at the last three and a half years of vince mcmahon's regnum i i mean boy <laughs> great television to really dive deep into lot La <laughs> depth
1: what are your thoughts on the plane ride from hell um you know that kind of stuff no it's, it's probably gonna be on the scandal surrounding him leaving wwe i would i would probably
0: yeah guess. no i i, I would say, i mean look it's a massive story and you know we're still getting the fallout from it but um Look, it's it's a generational story. It's yeah. important.
1: Regarding the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega, Dave Meltzer reporting that they all they haven't heard anything from the company at least as of a few days ago, as the ongoing investigation continues.
0: What are they still gathering data on Hawkins? Like I I I I'm asking that semi rhetorically, but I'm legitimately interested. What could possibly take this investigation? So long?
1: I am under the impression that the investigation itself is probably wrapped up. But right now, we're getting into the: is there going to be litigation amongst any of the parties?
0: And, and separation and the the method. Of, I, I see. To me, it's like I think that if the investigation had played out in a way where the more um innocent uh narrative that was advanced about the bucks and omega actually <laughs> held water i i think that th- this would be basically wrapped at this point ish
1: um and I, I, and I i tend w- to
0: think that like the fact that we're still doing this means that, and like there's other things that seem to suggest this, like where the location of the bite mark is and all that other stuff on Omega's arm and stuff. It seems to me that maybe their story didn't hold all the water that they thought it would.
1: I, I will give you a counter point in that they can't bring them back. No matter if, if if it did hold water because of their positions within the company and because of um In case, let's say, Punk gets fired because of this and he decides to sue for uh, breach of contract or something like that, the company itself cannot show favoritism towards the other side just yet by bringing them back because he could could then use that as part of the lawsuit in some ways. Mm. So for right now, everybody's getting a little bit of a cooling off period, and I'm quite all right with that. I'm hoping everybody just kind of comes to their senses and decides to make money off of this after that. But that's me next week. We get an extra 15 minutes of dynamite per Tony Khan. Oh, also, by the way, next week after rampage battle of the belts is also live. I was not aware that there was a battle of the belts. I have not seen anything on television about battle of the belts, Chris. And this is supposed to be a, a quote unquote premium for television type event
0: wow this is like literally the first i've heard about the battle yeah. of the belts thing <laughs> well I, I mean again i i get my information from what i see on the tv shows that i don't fast forward through or like am like stepping away from to you know get a drink um so yeah i didn't catch this battle of the belts thing if it was announced on the show it must have been once in passing
1: no it was not an as not i don't there believe it has been announced on television yet and I, i'm just wow. like why are we not we will get into this on the lazy river because I am having some issues with AEW and their builds.
0: I, I really, Oh, you yeah, know, I, I, I am too. I, the, the, the company's just been on kind of narrative autopilot for like, it seems like a, a six weeks now.
1: And I have a metaphor that if I decide to go for it, uh, you may have to pull me back on it because it might not be suitable for radio or, or for podcasting. I'm old. I call it radio still. Mm. Uh tick, ticket news. Royal Rumble tickets uh went on sale today. Or yeah, today's Friday. <laughs> God, it's been a long week. Um with VIP uh tickets going on sale Wednesday in San Antonio, it looks like they're going to try and sell 40,000 for the uh Alamo Dome. I believe is where it's going to be in San Antonio. But there's this little clip in the uh, observer. I want to uh, I want to counteract that with which is very interesting in some ways and our friend Garrett Gonzalez brought it up for fight game media is that they haven't sold out. AEW has not yet sold out full gear and I've only sold 2,200 for next week's anniversary show. Whoa. And even worse, November 4th in Atlantic city, New Jersey right now, ticket sales stand at 776, which is brutal, especially since they did 5,500 paid and 5,900 in the building in February in the same arena. Now I'm not going to get overwrought here, Chris. No, I'm not. in trouble?
0: No, and I'm not going to sit here and be like CM Punk would solve all these problems, right? Exactly. But boy,
1: are we? That's not great. Are they hitting arenas too often with shows that quote unquote don't matter? I'm not going to say a dynamite doesn't matter, but I'm just going to say law of diminishing returns type of thing.
0: (laughs) I, I, especially if you Probably, lay, if you lay a flat one in that room the last time.
1: I, I, I don't have the card for it, but
0: it's no, no, either. I I don't have the card for that, but you're asking like, it, it, are we talking like law of diminishing returns or whatever? Uh, one that I, I definitely do kind of believe in is if like you run a town and you kind of lay a stinker of the show in, um even a year later or whatever, the product can be different, but people still have this bad taste in their mouth. from the last time they bought a ticket and they bought a stinker.
1: Well, I think they're trying to cultivate certain cities too. And the problem with that is if you go too often for television, it's going to feel like the next television doesn't matter. Also se. true. You know, you know what I, I'm saying is it's kind of like, uh, you know, it, it's like doing a house show loop, but you're doing it for it. it it's the, it's the house show loop thinking, but for television. And I don't think that works for television. I think you can wear out audiences for television. Now, a lot of people complain about how often they go back to Chicago. I'm inclined to agree with them in, in some ways. Like I'm going to be very interested to see how this Thanksgiving Eve show in Chicago does. Cause they want to make that a yearly tradition kind of like Greensboro was for, for Crockett, for Thanksgiving night type of thing. So, I mean, there, there is something to being there. There there's, there's, the one thinking that thinking you're being friendly to your fans and giving to your fans and look, we're going to keep coming back to this town. Cause we just love you guys so much, but there's also the whole thing of, Hey, you know what? It really is a special occasion when AEW rolls into Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania, wherever you want to mm. go. you know, that, that kind of thing at which WWE does. I mean, for television, it's always a rare treat in certain cities. They'll do the occasional house show here and there in like small towns, but you know, they like the big cities type of a thing. So I, I just, I'm, I know that what I know that there's, there's the discourse right now that one company has more momentum than the other. I don't necessarily buy into that necessarily because, you know, it's, it's one of those things where these, this thing ebbs and flows. So that, that, that's the, I don't want to be prisoner of the moment, so to speak, but,
0: I don't want to be prisoner of the moment, I suppose, but like when we say that one company has more momentum than the other, are we saying that WWE has more momentum than AEW? I think so. I, I mean, if that's the kind of conventional wisdom, I tend to agree with that right now. But I think a lot of that is in context of AEW doesn't is going through a bit of an identity crisis right now.
1: Well, I also and, think it's kind of market share for me because it's one of those things where, look, is always going to have that shelf space until AEW can take them over, and I might be also just over uh, setting the bar too high for what AEW can do, given that it's still a very young company.
0: Know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. When does AEW start being an older company by I, your I, definition? You
1: know, when when they they're like know, when, three
0: and a half years, right? When they reach puberty, thirteen. Oh, 13? <laughs> no, I, I don't mean, know. I don't know. no, I I mean, I I just in my head, like five or six years at this point, you're not a young company anymore. Okay. So that's fair t- t- time ticks is what I'm saying.
1: Ratings talk. I'm just going to read all this off. I don't have a lot of huge thoughts to say, but uh, raw 10th for the week on cable dynamite 17th, 1,674,000 viewers on average for raw uh, 0. 0.45 in the demo, 990,000. For AEW Dynamite, 0.34 in the demo. If you want to give that discourse, they fell by a couple hundred thousand viewers. I don't know, Chris. I'll let you go into that. But yeah,
0: uh, I, don't have, I don't have a yeah, take on that. Smackdown
1: yeah. on Fox, two million five hundred thirty-five thousand point six three in the demo. Largest viewing audience in nearly two years.
0: Look, uh, that one I feel like it's weird. Like I don't have like a strong impulse towards invert or negative correlation with bad shows and bad ratings, but I do tend to have like a bit of a positive correlation with like, if the show is stronger, more people are going to watch it. It seems like.
1: And and and, 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 and I think SmackDown
0: ahead. has been stronger over re- recent yeah. weeks.
1: Uh, and, and, and I think also I'm not a huge fan of it per se, because I think if you're going to say, Hey, we have separate separate, rosters, you need to kind of keep them separate so that when they fight each other, it's special. There's been a lot of crossover in between, both with damage control and the entire Bloodline story, and I guess Gargano and Owens are at SmackDown tonight. I haven't been keeping up with what's been going on there, but I have a friend who's there at SmackDown tonight. and So, I guess the cross-pollination might also be working. Also kind of working for it, We'll get into this in the lazy river, I think, but that that whole white rabbit stuff, I think it's, you know, I I don't know how much it's working, but it's at least gotten some buzz going.
0: I would be very interested to see like advanced analysis that talks about like how much these links are being clicked on. and like. But I, I think it's great, especially for like people who really are into this. It gives them something to dive into and sink their teeth into
1: yeah and, 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 a little and, bit and
0: more, more to sub-times. do yeah yes yeah, right right yeah it's more to do it's, it's it's just it's it's a second screen experience that i feel like is rewarding for the people who want to go it's, down that it's path.
1: interactive It it's basically the company interacting with fans as well in some way as opposed to hey just sit here and and, and we'll we'll serve you gruel or whatever but um personnel moves roosh officially all elites signing a contract with them bandito who we saw on Dynamite, has been offered a full-time job in AEW as well. And returning, as we saw on Raw this week, Candice LeRae in WWE on the main roster, which I never thought would happen after she would be kept down in NXT for that long. I thought she had passed her time. I thought she was perfect maybe about 15 years ago or so, but it, yeah, um, any thoughts on, on those three that we can also bring uh, up? I the think laser. Candace
0: is a nice addition to, to the raw roster yes. and I'm glad to see her get that call.
1: Yeah. Didn't I realize she was 37. I uh good for her. I'm you know, because in the past, WWE would look at that number and go, pass. Not enough time. But look, she is she is a great talent. She's a great presence on wrestling television. I I, I like her a lot. Roosh getting uh getting a big deal in AEW is interesting to me. Um, I overall like his work, <laughs> but it's also one of those things where it's one of those things where it's like he's gonna, he's going to pick his spots.
0: Yeah, There's it good Roosh and bad Roosh. There's
1: good Roosh and bad Roosh a lot. I will also be interested to see what Bandito uh, is going to do because Bandito, you know, formerly part of the Ring of Honor roster, uh, was a fairly hot commodity out there on on in terms of free agent signing speculation and then kind of cooled off so uh we will see about that i'm going to talk a little bit about more about bandito when we get to the lazy river which we'll do now because we have no sponsor this week so the lazy river of wrestling criticism whatever we watched whatever comes to mind classic modern future even wrestling we'll talk about here because there's so much wrestling to watch within the week not any one person can watch it all Although it feels like sometimes Chris and I try, so <laughs> Chris, so Chris, I will uh, I will hand it off to you for our first uh, random topic here.
0: Sure. Um, the Jericho Appreciation Society is what I call the Dud Line. It's it's like a <laughs> boring <laughs> version of the Bloodline, comprised <laughs> of people who could never actually carry.
1: Oh, that is so fantastic!
0: Yeah, like. Uh, <sighs> And it, it it's just more boring every week. You can put stupid suits on everybody, you can bring out pizza, you can bring out Luigi Primo, but this thing has been spiraling around the same drain for weeks now. Um and that's, that's
1: the sad part of it, because I like the individual parts of this. Even the ones that aren't, you know, the most over people in the world. Like I I have a weird fascination watching Anna Jay try and act which is kind of weird. I like Jake Hager. I know a lot of people don't. I love 2.0 because they're always game for whatever. I like Daniel Garcia and I I like Guevara and Ty and that stupid making out thing. I think it's funny. I kind of like Jericho, but yeah, this feels like it's just hitting the bit as opposed to doing any real character development here.
0: Yes. It's like, They came up with this, oh, we're sports entertainers as like a thesis. But like, dude, you've got to come up with new material from week to week.
1: Yeah, we're just going to do things that the WWE would do with people in terms of presentation. And then that's Uh, all we're going to do. And here's
0: the thing, like the pizza party wasn't even really done like... In, a, in an ironic meta in WWE, they always do pizza party sort of things. Or even, was...
1: or even as a Memphis, the heels are all celebrating right now. It's a good old-fashioned heel celebration where they're eating cake. And it's not going to get crashed or whatever. But, you know, it's just the heels come out and, and and Lance Russell's there. And, you know, the first family's out there and they're eating cake. And they have party favors. And they're actually having a good time celebrating their 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 evilness in terms of this big victory or whatever they've done over Lawler or whoever. You no, know, instead this is just this is basic first 20 minutes of raw bs. We're going to come out and everybody's going to get a turn at the mic and you know, we're going to have this <laughs> dopey pizza guy next to us. I just yeah, it it it's it, it's it's <laughs> It's the I mean, funny more power to fu- Luigi the,
0: getting paid, but yeah, like it's a funny hat on top of a funny hat. It,
1: it's the funny hat on top of Marina Shafir. That's what it is, really. It's just I'm gonna cut this promo, but I'm wearing this hat. <laughs> Turn Ferguson on, yeah. on, on yeah. Hey.
0: And, and, and then it Bert gave Riddles? it gave way to this unbelievably long or not that long, but like, I guess nearly 10 minutes felt like a long time for Brian Danielson versus Matt Menard.
1: Yeah. And that could have been built a little bit too. Yes. As opposed to, he just comes out and Oh, I'm going to just challenge a random guy in your stable. It's it's like, okay, let's have a little story. No, uh,
0: especially with the kind of like power scaling disparity between Danielson and pretty much that entire stable outside of Hager, who I think he's already beaten. Um, yeah, no, you you need to actually put like some story into that because like no one thinks that Matt Menard's going to beat Brian Danielson. So like it, you know, then then it begs the question, what are we watching this next 10 minutes for?
1: Yeah. I <laughs> I, I could see I could see also see um just as a callback to last week. Uh there's a, there's a lot of the same criticism that Lanza has for the Bloodline story and it not going anywhere for almost a year and a half. And and, and I, can, I I think you're I think you're on to something there. I, I just it it just it I will tell you what I did like about that thing. I I liked I just liked the little subtle move of Jericho buying a hat for Dan, Daniel Garcia and it being the wrong kind of hat as if he doesn't really pay attention to Daniel Garcia, he's just a means to an end there.
0: Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know. It's like because like Garcia does have a type of hat. I forget what they're called, but like that, that like Kendall, Kendall, yeah, he has a type of hat that he does like, and and so they got him a bucket hat.
1: Um, I'm gonna ask this question because this is more in terms of uh, booking future and stuff like that, and I just uh, this has to go one of two ways, right? Either either this tag match next week is Sting and Flair versus Anderson and Pillman, where. Garcia sends a putz or Daniel sends a putz and the three of them give him a beat down or, and this might be somewhat interesting to me, Jericho in terms of his, I'm going to go after every champion in ring of honors history type of thing. Eventually looks up and sees that Daniel Garcia is the ROH pure champion and decides he has to take him out too.
0: Yeah, no, I, it's weird. Cause I, I feel like this is, petering towards Daniel Garcia being sick of Jericho as ROH champion and wanting to take Jericho out. But I could just as easily see this being ambush of Danielson to set up Garcia versus Danielson. And
1: if it is, it's a problem because now they've done this with two other people in there and Jamie Hader and Wardlow where
0: the, people yeah, and the turn. This and gets back they, to my point last week of fighting yesterday's war. They, yes. they, 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 they can't, seem to help themselves with the backpedaling sort of thing. We didn't quite stick the landing last time. So therefore yeah. we should circle back and do the same spot again.
1: Yeah. If this is all a swerve, which I felt like it might've been after hearing Garcia's promo type of thing, I'm just like, my God, the people are going to turn on this. And and I don't think Garcia is ever going to be hotter than he is right now in terms of being able to turn him into a babyface type of champ. So, yeah, I I think I think you're right. I think they're fighting if they if they do that, it's all set up and that Danielson is sting here and he's a geek and whatever. I just I I think it's going to fall flat and they're just going to basically have to go to square one and go, okay, how can we how can we get that same energy for Garcia back eventually? And they're going to find that it's not there. All right. Time to talk about the elephant in the room, the big thing in all wrestling criticism this week. This Soraya promo was terrible. Can we say it in in company? It it was it was a terrible promo. It 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 sent so many mixed messages about what the point of Soraya is in AEW to the point where I think that also contributed to it undermining its purpose and even its purpose. I think. Wasn't very good because this felt like something drawn up in a marketing boardroom where it's like, all right, we're going to use her because she may not be ready yet to get back in the ring, but we're going to use her to elevate the entire division. So, what she's going to do instead of coming out there and really making her a strong character, talking about why she's there and what she wants to do, which we'll get into a little bit later because I think people <laughs> really kind of overvaluing that part of the promo. Um she decides to bring out the entire women's division out there to stand while she tries to put them over and it doesn't work and she's like bring out the women's division. She didn't
0: even get through more than like one person. Yeah. Yes. I mean like the worst part about this is that it was this like cursory level thing and she was putting over interim champion tony storm as the greatest champion in the company and if (laughs) you can't based off of my summary of that sentence realize the problem with the tone there i can't help you i i'm sorry you're out of touch
1: it was Uh, very tna thinking yeah back in the day um and there's a certain disconnect there when you do these types of promos where it's just like they're all standing there and, and hey, these people can't speak for themselves, but they're all really good and you people should like them. That just will not get them over at any point. And when you say, I'm bringing out the women's division and the heels all stay back. And then out comes Britt and her crew And Britt is in full Charlotte mode here, just cutting off Soraya at the knees in terms of talking about her neck and how she can't go anymore. And, you know, the, the veiled shot at Thunder Rosa. And I just, I was like, this is, this is not helping anyone in the division. And in fact, it's just making everybody think yes this is why the women don't get more opportunities now as we continue in this because I, I don't think anything in terms of the content needs to be really said here because much like mjf and yuda last week soraya is just out of the game destroyed by brit other than the your rhyme names with the s word which people started chanting but then they had to pot down because they don't want the adult language on the tv anymore so Soraya comes out and she and and she's uh, oh it's a revolution the revolution the revolution the revolution which is completely WWE branding about it's the we're here to take over we're here to cause chaos we're here to cause
0: chaos yes yeah, yeah. it's
1: it it was I'm here growing. as the
0: manager of the Division to cause of the, chaos of the, of
1: the Kabuki warriors. I'm here to do that. Wow. Yeah, but- that's
0: right. She was the manager of the Kabuki warriors for a cup of coffee.
1: Yes. Well, you bring up a very good point as well. That that brings into a lot of my criticism about this promo. Is she the commissioner? Because we have never found out what her role is here, but it felt like that because she goes out there. She, she goes, we're going to have a lumberjack match. And then she leaves and does commentary instead of being one of the lumberjacks. So it appears to me she's some sort of pseudo-authority figure, but we haven't established that on television. We haven't said that on television. I was under the assumption that she was going to come in and be a wrestler of some point. It would be nice to know these types of things, Chris.
0: I agree. Uh, Look, the Soraya promo was very bad and kind of like a mirror of the Wheeler-Yuda promo from last week yes which i did not think experienced great improvement week over to week here uh but uh, when she comes out and she calls brit baker shit baker or clit baker or, you know they censored on some broadcast so you might not be able to figure out what she was calling or just something rhymes with brit you see um could be brick baker for all you know um but once she comes out there and then Britt Baker says, is it Soraya or Soraya? Half the audience doesn't know like that. That That's kind of true though. Like, I think like, well, literally- she, she
1: came out with a tweet and you're correct. No, they don't know that. But, but I think didn't, uh,
0: Oh, no, she, she's corrected it. She's tried to, like, set the record straight. I think
1: Excalibur straight. has also said that that's no, how you pronounce it, too.
0: I, I I get that. Yes. But, like, the observation here is you're not even well-established enough right now where we know the right way to say your name. Correct. Uh, and that's not a knock on the audience or, like, insensitivity or whatever. That's literally a knock earnestly on your level of visibility right now. Well, let's, and
1: talk, let's talk about the I think women's... I she's right. Yeah, and let's talk about the women's formula here because it, it it's followed a similar formula for at least a year and a half, maybe 2 years. Now is new star comes in, cuts snarky promo at Brit, Brit just kills them on the mic. We did this with Ruby Riot, we did this with Athena, we did this with Tony Storm. We did this with uh you know Tony Ryan. Storm was part of the
0: segment, believe it or not. Yeah,
1: we did this with Thunder Rosa. If you remember correctly, we did this with um uh, another babyface who debuted and just got, oh, we did it with, uh... basically we, what we do is we throw every babyface woman at Britt Baker and Britt Baker just demeans them in character as opposed to.
0: As a heel to a, at best, generously a mixed reaction, but usually a positive one.
1: There's a little fourth wall breaking in it. That really undermines the entire process of it, and that's my problem with Brit. At sometimes I think she's, I think she's uber talented on the mic in terms of personality and things like that. I get that, but there, there is. I there think is Brit
0: st- does a really good job of taking care of Brit on the microphone, I and agree. I don't necessarily know that that extends anywhere else.
1: I, I, you know, take care of yourself. I guess you're the product, but at the same time, this division is unless unless someone gets one. W- I, this is how I put it on, on the Dynamite show that I do on, on Wednesdays. I said Britt is the kid that you played with in the neighborhood who would be getting so upset at losing, She cha- they'd change the rules in the middle of the game so they wouldn't have to lose that to me is what a promo battle with Britt Baker is like.
0: And, and then the last and, and for me one of the cringiest elements of the Soraya promo here was in the hobby
2: it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks Off again, that's arena club.com/slash VOW net, arena club.com/slash VOW net for 10% off your first purchase on Arena Club. And we thank them for sponsoring the Voice of the Wrestling Podcast Network or
0: Saraya, uh promo here was. The constant putting over of Tony Khan, the visionary. Yes. Oh, it's so nice to have a good boss because Tony is a good boss. He, Tony is very <laughs> good. And now I'm going to go on to the commentary booth and say, Tony is doing a good job. Good job, Tony. Tony is good. <laughs> like, good Lord, man. Get over yourself. Stop being so insecure.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, there's there's a certain portion of the fandom. That wants no, that.
0: I, I get there's to- yes. I'm aware of East Tony Stan over there, uh, <laughs> and Western Tony Stan. Um, like, ain't
1: gonna give us good wrestling instead of evil Vince guy. Yeah,
0: Tony Conestan. Yeah, no, uh, that's fine and all, but like, I, I, I just, it, 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 it makes her seem like a weenie to con like or an ass kiss to constantly be talking about how wonderful the boss is. Nerd Your stuff. Your turn, um, man. Um, okay, uh, I guess. I mean, we, we we can sort of continue on with this this AEW show here. <laughs> I thought no, I, I mean honestly, like I, I thought this was by by and large a dud show. Um, like the Juice Robinson match. Goodness gracious, Hawkins! This went on way too long. Like like for a world title eliminator match not even a world title match and I'm not saying Juice Robinson should have gotten a title shot um but like come on dude it's an eliminator match either he pulls off some sort of schmishma's on Moxley to get a second title shot within 10 minutes or he doesn't but like let's keep these these eliminator matches under 10 minutes please
1: I agree with you um I understand that they want to keep the New Japan relationship strong, even though they kept saying he's a free agent. Um, I, my problem with this, and, and I know that Mox wants to give. Good Lord, Mox gives so much to every guy he's in the ring with, and it's a positive. There's a time a to negative. give. There's yes. a time
0: to give. And, yes. and, and a world title eliminator match. Yes. This is not the right time to go long.
1: But my issue, especially with the Juice match, and especially with this program, including the Bandito match, is all of these programs should be three- to five-week feuds if we're going to do this. Let's have some... I mean, the Juice promo before the match was very, very good. Don't get me wrong. But that's something you want to play the week before he comes in and does a squash match to introduce himself, or even a week before the match not five minutes before he's coming to the ring to build the feud. The anticipation is something that is necessary in wrestling bandito. My God, that dude comes off the screen and he is fantastic. And if he give him a white duster, but please let's get some creativity here. Let's do a simple three week feud. of he's the bounty hunter, coming in to take the ROH title back home or whatever. And he's
0: been terrorizing the Jericho Appreciation want, Society yes, for yes, about yes. a month now.
1: Want, wanted posters of the Jericho Appreciation Society. And if we're not going to show them on t- camera doing things to them, then how about we just have some vignettes of of Bandito and introducing him and starting to, uh, starting to educate the crowd a little more, even if they know him. Now, the talking point I heard that drove me nuts was, well, Bandito was in the main event of All In, so the fans of AEW know exactly who he is. Chris, do you remember what the last match on All In was? No. It was no. Kota Bushi and the Jacksons versus Bandito, Ray Phoenix, and Ray Mysterio.
0: Who could forget that?
1: Exactly, and this was three years ago. Guys, Bandito has not been on AEW television since I don't believe. Ring of Honor, stop over this is gonna go even further into into the hole I'm I'm digging, but I saw people complaining about this Philadelphia crowd. You're complaining about a wrestling crowd in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Man, yeah, there is a problem with your
0: Product. product and that not was not one crowd. isolated comment that, that i saw that across multiple mediums there is a weird conventional wisdom held by aew faithful that the show does not fail the crowd that the crowd fails the show and it's just baffling to me as as a reviewer. Could
1: it possibly be that your two big title matches, number one, your main event title match was not even the company's title necessarily.
0: Right. Yeah. And you could sit there and tell me, oh well, Tony Khan's doing a really smart thing about investing in the future intriguing ROA.
1: Philly (laughs) is a home of Ring of Honor, blah blah blah. The year is
0: 2022. No one cares about all right, stop. Um like like and let's up bury the fact That the Bandito and Jericho match was very well worked. Oh, yeah. Extraordinarily well worked. I I, I mean, it exceeded expectations. Um, I know, like, Cornette on his show a week prior was like, well, God, you know, Jericho will never be able to turn ROH quality match. Wrong, Jim. Um, Clearly did. Um, But it still doesn't get you away from the fact that, like, you're not really hooked into this Bandito story. No, because uh, there's no story to be hooked into. There's no
1: story into. there. Yeah, exactly. And he's an afterthought as, as Jericho cuts his promo afterwards. I, I love the visual of the blood seeping through his mask. I I know it's terrible that he got stiffed on something, but it was such an awesome looking. I mean, it made him look like a badass.
0: Oh my god. It's okay, so speaking of blood, one last thing: Juice Robinson drinking Moxie's blood in the year of our Lord 2022. Stop. No. I don't need to see that. That's not cool. It doesn't make you look awesome. It's like cool hepatitis, boy. Enjoy that.
1: Yeah, I, I just, uh, I was, gonna, I was gonna say, oh yeah. Oh, your other main event match was, uh, was of course, Juice Robinson from New Japan against your world champion, who is. <laughs> they got they. <laughs> Their two biggest stars were the first two segments of the show, and I get ratings, but for a wrestling show, you want to end strong. You, you know, it, it's just, no, the,
0: the, these have these last few weeks have really felt kind of like limp to the finish shortest shows rather than sprint to the finish shortest shows.
1: Mox just won the world title last week, and you open with the Jericho Appreciation Society and Danielson. What does that say about your world champion being the most important thing on this show? I know everybody. Oh, well, wrestling fans are more, more, uh, sophisticated. Blah 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 blah. No, man, it, it, the basic crap works. Okay, right. But- <laughs> it, it, it,
0: it's like they went to Mox the week after the deba- you know the pay per view debacle as the open guy, but like, dude, you know you gotta commit to this guy as your world champion. Otherwise, he's just the guy who have been waiting days to see, you know, defend the belt this week. Like, ooh, what intrigue. Um, Yeah, it's got to be more than that. He has to be a central narrative focus of the show. Also, if you're going to get the belt off him and hand it off to MJF, as many of us suspect, you got to make it tragic when the guy loses the belt.
1: Yes. Yes, yes. Wins and losses have to matter, and people have to be mad about that. There has to be a narrative shift.
0: I thought this was a company where wins and losses mattered too. Yeah, uh, yeah, I
1: will give. I only have one other AEW note on my on my rundown, so I'll give it real quick. And it's a bit of praise, but it's a bit of uh, watch this differently now because a lot of people were really praising Yudas promo, and I agree in some aspect. The vocal delivery itself was very oh, very good.
0: What? Very, very What's good. it? He cracked. He has a vocal crack. I
1: Hawkins. don't mind the vocal. I don't mind the vocal crack because it means you're. I mean, it means you're passionate in some I way. know, but it was my like teenage,
0: cra- yeah, I was teenage boy vocal crack. You no, know.
1: but my uh-huh. voice cracks on this show a lot, so I, I I forgive it, so maybe that's just minor to me, but I, w- I want to point out something for the people that are really, really saying, oh man, that was such awesome blah, 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 blah. Watch his body language, because and this is where my wheelhouse comes in in terms of acting and performing and not being this not being the most confident performer in the world when I was starting out as well and even sometimes now. Yuda gets in there and he has the fire in his voice. Don't get me wrong. It's great, but he's looking down because I'm thinking he's trying to remember his lines or whatever, and then when he's not looking down, he's kind of looking all over a place in the audience but not really making eye contact to talk to any of them, and that that's a move that people who do live performance in the round and things do all the time and stuff like that, but it, it doesn't and, and when they're not confident in themselves. But the moment he looked at the hard camera, it all came together. And my, my note for him would have been, do the entire promo into that hard camera, looking at us, staring a dagger into that camera. Because you're communicating with hundreds of thousands more people than are in that arena. The live crowd's there for ambiance, don't get me wrong, but you're talking to us watching on tv it is still a television product and if you want to make it come off better stop this i need to i need to connect with the crowd in some way you connect with the crowd in your matches you connect with us at home in your promos and 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 i just i was like look at him he's not i mean he's sounding fiery but he's looking down at the ground and so i'm just looking at him going he has no faith right now he's trying to remember words or he's nervous or something like that and that might be the no and 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 this
0: man this man needs help and guidance on this front uh like i'm with you i i think you kind of nailed the thing that's really missing here is that like for two weeks now yuda has come out and tried to work the crowd to work the tv and he needs to work the tv to work the crowd
1: yes yes
0: I don't know uh, that he can do that, but that that's definitely a big process step that has been missing.
1: Uh, your turn, sir.
0: Okay. Um. I guess we can move out of the land of AEW and into into. I don't know. Let's do NXT. Why not? let I do
1: some NXT. We can do
0: some NXT. Yeah, we can do some NXT. <laughs> There's not a lot of NXT to do here. Um.
1: And we'll um, we'll we'll end with RAW because I do have a couple things on RAW I want to mention.
0: Um. I. Kind of really enjoyed the "A Day in the Life" of Pretty Deadly segment.
1: Oh, that was fantastic! I,
0: I I know it's like not like a heavy thought or anything like that, but like, I, dude, uh, fantastic, I
1: mean, maybe class. A word.
0: No, but it's like it's like classic like vintage heel characterization. It's, I'm it's very here for it. Classic
1: eighties cheese. All all it needed really, instead of being a day in the life of necessarily, was for it to be a stupid music video type of thing with no dialogue whatsoever they're just doing all these same dumb things but but set to a popular and, song.
0: and, and maybe some isolated quotes or whatever that yes. like make them sound like airheads
1: yes but but man i am here for more of that kind of stuff i think that just helps build them in in terms of uh, in terms of, of things but the, but the entire <laughs> opening the robe to the belt that, that, that's pure cheese i mean that's that's the uh the workout videos of the of the early '90s, late '80s. I mean, they they do this every week with somebody who wasn't on TV. If you're watching like regional television, and, and, like and
0: they're like like in love with themselves, yes. and like it like like <sighs> it's the
1: Terry Taylor Tully Blanchard type of thing.
0: Yes, where
1: where where it's like we're showing that they're really high society heel type things, uh, the fabulous ones in some way, where they're doing the bubble bath. There's 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 little shades of that in here. I I adored this. Yes, no,
0: no, no, no. I I mean, like, look, uh, th- their name is pretty deadly. They're supposed to be the pampered posh boy <laughs> champions, and like, I I I, I was just tickled that they they did this. I thought this is this is a great segment. I uh, I mean, it's it, it's nothing fancy or anything, but I just thought it it totally worked for who these guys are.
1: Uh, let me let me counterpoint NXT with the one thing I had on here that I wanted to talk about, and that's uh, Sol Ruka's debut. Okay. I like her. I thought she over-delivered in some ways, being at her first TV match. She has a certain presence. She's, she's a very good athlete. She does the gymnastics very, very well. I just don't know if that's... This modern female style where they just want them doing cartwheels and flips and somersaults and tumbling. I'm a, I'm a punch kick guy. I'm just like... Uh, it's, just, it's, it's, it's so
0: weird to me to have someone like her and not have her throwing drop kicks because those to me would be so impressive looking coming from someone built like her.
1: Yes. And is Amari Miller someone we want to invest in? Because... <laughs> There's a a nice little point where where she waves pre-match to uh, Amari Miller, but I thought Amari Miller was also one of these younger people. I thought, and this was, I mean, you could could see the ref basically guiding them through this match, and here's this set piece, here's this set piece. Let WWE slash NXT, I mean, you have Santana Garrett as a coach there. Use her. You have uh, Amber Nova, working one of the schools in the area who does enhancement work for both companies, bring her in. I'm not saying either's a great ring general per se, but they have a hell of a lot more experience than any of those two in the ring. This was no, this especially was a, for
0: debut matches. You need this to have a like a class
1: match. Yes. This was a class match to do in front of your classmates. And I just, I was, I was a little confused because they, I mean, okay, she's a surfer. I mean, we're, we're now getting back to... her yet
0: suck. No, no, Herfing her, hers, yeah, they, they suck. They're very because bad. like, hey, I'm they're, a They're surfer, non, I'm a series surfer. of non-sequiturs. Like, they tell you
1: nothing. Like, tell as the tide nothing.
0: comes in, yes. it's time to go to shore. What the hell does that mean, Hawkins? <laughs> like, I'm scared of the big waves? That, like, like I don't know, I spent some time on the beach. So, like, to me, if you're scared of high tide, what that tells me is that you are a timid surfer. Um, most surfers actually live for high tide. Hawkins, yes.
1: come on! <laughs> Has
0: anybody here seen Point Break? For God's sake! Uh, no, it, it's just it. it it's I like the, the vignettes. Agent. The vignettes are the vignettes are written by someone who's clearly never surfed a day in their life.
1: Yes, it's it's. Oh, you see like it's. What would surfers say? Let me Wikipedia this article. Oh. They love the Zen of surfing, That's right? No, it, were... would like,
0: it would be like, it'd be like, if like, do you had like new, like guitar girl or something? And she'd be like, I like to rock my guitar. There is nothing quite like jamming. It really puts <laughs> the wind in my hair. I love to rock. <laughs> and you're like, okay, this, this girl doesn't even know like how to hold. Let's
1: shred. Head. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and And also no, turn it
0: up to 10.
1: This one goes to 11. Uh, no surf-related offense for Sol Ruka either, if I remember correctly. Like, why are you not doing, like, a surfboard?
0: Uh, you,
1: this is your gimmick. This is your entire
0: whole Some sort of exhibition of, like, how you use tranquility to your advantage. like yes. that. Yeah. Yeah, any, anything. There's just, like... It was a very flavorless debut among yes, everything else. and that,
1: that's a perfect adjective for it is flavorless. It's, look, we have this athletic woman who can do, who can do a lot of tumbling drills with this other woman, and they're going to do a little dance for you, and we're going to call it a wrestling match, and this should have been a student show. And from just the students, that that's what this was. So yeah, I I, I did not care for that. Uh, your turn, and I have nothing else for NXT. So
0: man, um, I I guess I, I will say I, to just wrap it up, um, uh, the the like the main event here, the Gallus versus uh the two guys, um, that boy, the finish of that was just like it, it, they. They flipped it from Gallus, just like whooping up on these guys. They real quickly hit the glasses over Gallus's head. And then that's the end of the match. It was, it was not an intriguing or engaging match. It was not good so much as it was long.
1: It was very long. And I understand at the end, trying to get Gallus over as badasses, but they just got beat, right?
0: And in a clownish way too, like you can't have Mark Coffee in, like upside down in a in a trash can and stand him back, stealth back up, and like spaghetti legs himself, and then try to make him look like a badass afterwards, and, and, and
1: then send a SWAT team after them.
0: Right? Yeah, yeah. You're SWAT. You're <laughs> swatting spaghetti legs. Yeah. Come on it's, now.
1: It's like, really? Think you brought enough guys? You know that kind of thing. You're just watching on. This is a this is an overreaction to try and make up for the fact that they just made them look weak against this against. I want to call him Buchanan, but that's not that's that's his dad, Bull Buchanan. I forgot the names.
0: Briggs and Jensen.
1: Briggs and Jensen. Thank you. Um. Now I'm I'm going to go to Raw. Uh. And this was something I mentioned last week after we went off air that we forgot to talk about. Uh I don't know if it worked as well this week, but overall, this Dexter Loomis thing is uh is getting over with this crowd.
0: Oh yeah. No, I, I, I agree. And I look, I, I actually think the Miz squadron getting annihilated. I mean, like that look, that's that's good that's a good Miz segment to me. And uh, and,
1: and and I think it kind of goes to I know the priorities between the two companies, and it's very weird because they both have their weaknesses. Like WWE is almost all foreplay 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 and they never really get to good action thereafter no for you'll sure occasionally, but like the... you'll occasionally get a banger with like imperium or something like that but they never really get to they never really heat up the feud they never you know it. it it's like and, and if it's foreplay it's nothing but like Kiss kissing. There's no heavy petting. It never escalates to anything really. It's just you do a little heavy petting for a while and then you leave and you go to another person, and you do heavy petting type of a thing. Whereas AEW, to continue this terrible metaphor that I teased earlier, two pump chump. That's
0: what it is. they they, they... They, they all yes.
1: action and that's it and it doesn't mean anything and it's
0: <laughs> no, and little, no no foreplay it's, it's like, somewhat l- unsatisfying
1: because we haven't built it at all you know right, <laughs> right. not not really
0: appreciate that the experience yes. is actually it, yes. it, it it's the time you spent not the destination necessarily yeah, hey yeah.
1: i got there cool yeah <laughs> cool yeah right.
0: you forgot that it's a journey my friend yes, you <laughs> forget, yeah
1: you forget that there needs to be like some service to somebody else in here and you know <laughs> <laughs> That's the worst metaphor I'll ever do. But um No, like I mean like, like people look, say, like no oh, like Dexter Loomis like a- can't wrestle. I'm like, how much does he need to do really? He just No and like the,
0: the, the whole thing, does. the genius of Miz to me as a character is he's a heel who you always want to see bad things happen to. You never want to, like you never feel bad for him. Like it it, it it's it, it it would really, you have to really kind of go beyond the pale, like stalk his house, you know, like one of the kind of crazier segs when they try to turn him face. yeah um he, He's just, he's perfectly built for Dexter Loomis's stalker character to add to torment on a week-by-week basis. um And, and I mean, like, I think, you know, Miz should win this first match and the tormenting should continue because that's where the money is with this. It's just a segment. It's a thing to entertain people. But, like, it gets, it establishes Loomis's character, Miz is a guy who you can torment indefinitely and doesn't hurt him a lick. Um, I have no problems with it. I really, I mean, is, is it my, like, my jam? Is it my shit? No. no.
1: Yeah, no. Is yeah, it yeah. the greatest thing on earth? And Do I like it as much as K Manito or La Parca? No. But it, it's still, it's one of those things that surprised me because the, 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 uh, the common logic going in was, well, you know, peop- this crowd's going to turn on Dexter because he can't wrestle. I'm like, dude, do you do you know WWE crowds? I mean, they don't care. They just want this character goofy skits because they'll remember I mean, Regal said it on his table for three, and I say it all the time. It's like people won't remember you for your great matches, but uh, you know, that cross dressing moment, that was the proudest moment of my career. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. No,
0: I, I I mean, to his point, like, I mean, I think he's it, a real man he's jam. a real man man was invoked on commentary this week. As you know, a reference to Regal's career. It wasn't like, remember that time you put the Regal stretch on Ultimo Dragon in '98.
1: And I hate WWE because I just want hot feuds, and they never build. So don't think I'm being an apologist here, but uh, I'm going to sandwich a negative with with the positive here, and it's gonna be this is gonna be tough for me, Chris, because I have to criticize Aunt Pam. I love me some Bailey. You know this. Mm-hmm. I love me this damage control stable. This feud with Bianca and and the baby faces. It's we've never really been told why damage control is there. <laughs> it goes into the we're taking over. Yeah, terror, well, they want to me.
0: damage things and they want to control them.
1: They they allude to being looked over when they were down in NXT, and I think they need to go harder on that. And I think that would be good for fiery promos here, but they never quite get there. See my foreplay analogy earlier that they just, they, they, they allude to it, but it's just in service of getting to, and now we're going to see Bianca and Io fight for seven minutes and do, you know, a fun match, but a match that really doesn't mean anything. Um, it just no, also
0: seems to me that a, a group that calls themselves Damage Control really does have sort of a green light to do more damage control during matches in the form yes. of interference. Like yes. you, you, it it just it's consistent with the. I know people don't like interference in their in their wrestling because it's a it's a sport and all right. Um, but like, let's suppose it's a TV show with characters. Uh, this faction is like essentially named after like the premise of interference that you do damage control. When like things are getting out of hand, you send in damage control to contain the situation. Um, I feel like even in, I, I feel like even in the matches, like obviously Billy's the focal point, but like Bailey and Dakota should be always trying to do damage control for EO and EO and Bailey should be trying to do damage control for Dakota. And Dakota and EO should be trying to do damage control for Bailey once, you know, she finally wins the belt.
1: And and if the, if the premise of this stable is that they were overlooked and that they're here to quote unquote, they should be angrier. And they are afraid to do angry on WWE television a lot of times because they only do it for the certain baby face who's getting, you know, the Drew McIntyre gets his time to be angry occasionally. And, and then then we really get into the feud.
0: But, but it's it's, yeah, it's an easy talk track, right? Should, like for too too be... long we were looked over. It's a new day here in WWE. There's new day, but we're not getting our opportunities. We're so we're gonna make yeah. them and we're gonna take them.
1: Well, yeah, and be bitter and angry and be and let that fuel you as opposed to coming out here and doing. You know, look, I loved the Ding Dong Hello character. I don't want Bailey in this iteration necessarily being Seth Rollins again. I I want her to be kind of hey I was off all this time and if you're gonna bring that up I'm gonna get angry about it or or instead of just trying to oh okay okay no be angry bring it up you know get mad at Bianca for being able to to main event WrestleMania while you were gone you know those types of things I mean that that's what builds feuds and instead it's just <laughs> We're here. I'm driving on a golf cart, and now one of my flunkies is going to fight the main person over there and lose to you know set up a, a, a you know I get to do a finisher on her and then talk to her on the mic. I mean, you know, it's 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 the formula, and it also goes to the criticisms of it, but it's just one of those things where it's again, if if you want the if you want the TV to be better, you got to kind of make the characters stronger as opposed to thinking of plot points necessarily. Because plot will come.
0: Right, right. No, no. And plot tends to come from good characters. Good characters tend to naturally lend themselves to easy plots because you just know how person A would think about a thing, how person B would think about a thing. Yes. And you just anticipate natural friction from there. It's
1: the whole point of doing gimmicks in wrestling is to give people who wouldn't ordinarily have strong characters, strong characters. So, yeah. Uh, I have one more thing, but. uh, Do it. No, no, no. Do it. Uh, I I am. There's a lot. Look, I love Bailey. I love Oscar. I love Dakota. I love you. I love Bianca. I love I love the women. The women's division is great. And I think Bailey and her crew being back have made it hotter. But damn, if if the men's division hasn't gotten an injection of fun with Gargano and, and and Owens doing the Panda Express gimmick again. Um, how fans, about
0: how about good match, good TV match Ray Mysterio yes. kind of sneaking up here. Like I get that we make fun of Mysterio Science <laughs> oh, that, Theater 3000. Oh, I
1: skipped over that promo, but <laughs> No, no, the <laughs> promo but but like
0: Mysterio consistently at like in advanced ages continue to turn really good TV matches. Like they're entertaining.
1: Um
0: Like that Balor match was a lot of fun the Balor too. Balor match was a lot yeah. of fun
1: and and look, the Balor AJ story is a lot better than people are giving credit for. I, agree. I, I, I love the whole, look, I'm not going to turn on you just yet. You're my friend. I'm going to keep trying, but know that I can kick your ass at any time. You know, that kind of thing. I think that's fun. You know, they teased it the first time where he, he didn't punch him or anything. He just goes okay, just think about for next week after being rejected. This week, he threatens him with, with ending his career. I could have done that, but I don't want to because I don't want you to join us type of a thing. I think Rhea has hit her stride on this, and you talked about this last week. Uh, and, and hey, Sammy and Solo Sokoa. How fantastic was this where Sammy gets a big win through interference. And it's not because one of them are, is, is is trying to necessarily save the guy, but it's because, Hey, I may like the guy kind of a thing. I, uh, sammy and and this bloodline story continues to, i mean at least sammy's involvement in the bloodline and him making a friend with the quote-unquote enforcer of the bloodline it's the buddy cop movie i didn't think i wanted but i kind of need now
0: i didn't i did not expect myself to ever get back into the bloodline storyline but like Damn! If they haven't kind of sucked me back in a little bit with this Sammy Zayden solo Sokoa injection, like it's just—it's interesting. I want to see where this story goes. I have I, there's no sort of higher compliment I can pay to TV writing than like, okay, let's see what the next chapter is. I, I I'm in I'm in on this. I'm in for a penny, and for a pound.
1: Yeah, and, and I think what we brought up last week. I would love for this to to defy expectations, except to be the straight ahead all these guys are really just clowning Sammy type of thing. Like I would love Sammy to be the hero for the bloodline in, in the war games.
0: Yes. I I mean, I kind of, (laughs) I kind of like the, okay. Like I, I like the idea of like the bloodline and Owens leading into war games, really tugging for Sammy's heart. I think that's going to actually be fun. I don't know. Like there there's, they could mishandle this, We'll see Jay where it goes. Try-
1: Jay trying to frame Sammy for an for aptitude and, and Roman just going, no, man, I like the guy. He no, no, no. Roman, <laughs> Roman
0: getting mad at Jay for trying yes. to frame. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Going like, you idiot, you're going to cost us the Cape badge.
1: Exactly. <laughs> Don't you see how hard the guys were? I <laughs> would love nothing more. Yeah, yeah. Here's something that, I That ultimately
0: about. who sabotages the bloodline is Jay, not Sammy.
1: And it possibly turns Roman face in the process? Could that happen? on this because everybody loves this Sammy and Roman thing and everybody knows. I mean, look, the obvious thing to do is for Roman to eventually destroy Sammy because everybody loves Sammy. And then oh, right as, as they, a way of sending, they, as a way
0: of sending a message to Owens going into war games. Yeah but, yeah. but
1: if they went the natural way where this crowd wants them to go, Sammy and Roman becoming friends and actually ending up turning Roman in some ways to being a more likable person would be an interesting way to try and get back there. I know it would screw up their plans, but you know, that's fantasy book and stuff. I get it. But at the same time for right now, until, until they finally decide. No, or, you know, you, you deal. try to,
0: when we're thinking about this stuff, I think you try to think of like, what's the most intriguing storyline. Yeah, and, and, You know, like, what can you fill the most weeks with? What would and I like,
1: pitch if I were in the room there? That's right. You're right. It. Right. Yeah.
0: And, and, and yeah, to me, the intrigue is like there is something really interesting about this heel roman and seemingly in it for completely innocent reasons sammy Zayn in the bloodline thing and so like you either have to have and i don't know how you could do this convincingly now that sammy Zayn has had a plan all along here doesn't seem like that's possible um i mean especially not after like the, what are you doing here in the big confrontation he like was like i i'm completely innocent um so like his motives are pure so i just like I think the whole like can Sami Zayn melt Roman's heart story yes. is a lot of fun. For it's, it's a, a lot story. of fun.
1: Wrestling's a love yes. story.
0: It's a lot. Look, it's a soap opera. It's a soap opera. Let, people. Let
1: me, let me put this uh, this pitch that I had in my head that I I think I put this out Monday uh, for for general thinking here because I don't know. Here, here's the question: Would this make the thing way too wacky or way too awesome? billy Kay in the bloodline
0: <laughs> what does she do for them
1: uh that's a good question i don't know yet
0: yeah i, I can't I, I so to answer your question i wouldn't know unless you told me what she was doing like okay, an, here, uh, okay no okay, i i i, 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 I got you. you i got you i got you billy Kay as paul Heyman's f up secretary who is constantly screwing things up for Heyman.
1: Just trying to be Naomi. That's what <laughs>
0: like, like I I, I like she, she's always trying to like do the right thing like and like Heyman likes her, but like can't get over the fact that she just does not know how to not screw things up. She
1: she's the Miss test mocker to Lex Luthor, to Heyman's Luthor in the Superman movies. I um, That might be too an arcane a reference for you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um yeah, okay, I can see that. That, But that would drive it far more into comedy, I think. Well,
0: okay, but you're talking about Billy K, bro. Yeah, like, I know. what what's what what was what Billy, Billy Billy is aces at comedy stuff, yeah, yeah. And, and she's, you know, I mean, mid, I mean into the generously thing. mid in the ring.
1: Because heel comedy is great, don't get me wrong, but at the same time, wacky heel comedy is sometimes cringe. So it's one of those things where I wasn't sure. But okay, uh, anything else from you uh, from this week?
0: No, um, Damian Priest really settling into his own as a member of the Judgment Day, too. I think this is, this is really kind of helping him out.
1: I really like his confidence.
0: I do, I, too.
1: I do. There's a certain smugness about him that comes through on the TV that's really confidence, but, but he's portraying it as smugness at the same time. And when he speaks, I mean, look, he has a cool-ass voice. So it's one of those things where he yeah. talks, where he does that in the, again, kids, straight-to-the-camera promo, there's a certain there's a certain uh, um, uh, I, I I can't think of the word right now, but you believe
0: it. There we yes, go. credibility,
1: credibility. Thank you.
0: Yep, and that's what I got for this week okay, here, That's Hawkins.
1: Cool. We'll end it there. You can follow me at Crap Game Thirteen. You can follow Chris at DWATG. DWATG. It's been a long week. You just Black follow guy. the show. You just follow the show at Shake Them Ropes. We are part of the Voices of Wrestling Network. Any kind of show that, or any kind of wrestling you like, we probably have a show for it, including uh, Joshi, including Open the Voice Gate, including Trivia, including shows on theme songs, and including the new AEW show, The Good, The Bad, and The Hungry. Also, I believe Days of Thunder is on our podcast as well, not just the Patrons, and I've, I've been enjoying some of them as well. Uh, I, 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 I'm not as big of a Thunder fan as as a lot of other people were back in the day because i just viewed it as a b show but it is a oh so i
0: I viewed it as a b show too but i i have definitely come to appreciate that especially in the first hour of thunder and i do remember this back my viewing days there usually was some sneaky interesting matches in that first hour before they settled into the you know plot second hour
1: my plug outside of the voices of wrestling network i am also part of fight game media Much to the disdain of the Voices of Wrestling Discord. But you can follow us at patreon.com slash fightgamemedia for five bucks a month. You'll get my premium show, along with a lot of other shows about a lot of other different stateside wrestling for the most part. But uh, I do the Dynamite show with one Paul Fontaine, who is live at SmackDown tonight. uh, Giving hot takes on Dynamite and a more thorough deconstruction of the show than you do on uh. Than we do here on the lazy river, per se. But Chris also has a Patreon that he'd like you to support.
0: Yeah, don't worry about the government, has a Patreon that you can find over at patreon.com slash DWATG. A buck a show is all I ask. I'm putting out like one show a month. So, like, literally, if you want to support my show for $1 a month, that would be cool. Are you enjoying this? Well, Think about it. Go to patreon.com slash DWA an answer for me. No, well, Hawkins, you endure this every week uh, and then plead for me to come back the next week. It's weird. Uh, it's like, oh, that's horrible. Will you be back next week? It's a strange setup we have. Um, but if you want to support my works on air, patreon.com slash DWATG. It gives me a buck a show every time I put out. don't worry, which is just once a month. So $1 if y'all like what I do here.